You are listening to the Married 2.0 Podcast, Episode 29. Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life so you can live a healthier, happier life. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. On the podcast today, we're going to talk about how to stop being small and how to be more authentic to yourself and what you're wanting. And I wanted to open up the podcast by talking about something that happened this week. Actually, there's four different stories that I want to talk to you about. The first being my daughter's friend. So earlier this week, my daughter came home from school and she just started telling me about her friend and how unhappy her friend is on this cheer team. And this has been a subject that we've talked about quite a bit between the two of us. And I've known that her friend has really been struggling on this specific cheer team since, uh, well, it's been about almost a year and a half that she's really struggled on this team. And so uh, some of the stuff that's happening is just pretty unhealthy coaching behavior from coaches. She's getting mistreated. She's getting called out. She's some of the girls are not kind to her on this team. And she basically dreads it every single time she goes. And she never feels like she's good enough. It's just not a really healthy situation. And so when I asked my daughter, I'm like, well, has she talked to her parents about this? She told me that her friend is scared to talk to the parents because they've already paid money for her to be on this team. And so she's basically staying in this unhealthy situation because she's scared that her parents will get mad or say no. And as a parent myself, I was just like, my heart broke for her because I know that if I knew what was going on, if this same situation was happening to my daughter and I knew what was going on, her happiness and her self-worth would way outweigh whatever money I had paid towards something. And she's not naturally a quitter, and I know that her parents know she's not a quitter, but looking at this, it just made me sad that she didn't feel like she could talk to her parents. Now, with that said, she has great parents. It's just that she's scared to actually ask. So as I reflected just on this situation, I just thought about how unfortunate it is that it's something so simple And she might have to go through a difficult conversation with her parents, but they would be able to see, you know, what she's struggling with and, and go from there. So a couple days later, I was on a hike with a friend. And as we were hiking, we ran into another friend that I had not seen in over 20 years. It had been a very long time since I had seen this friend. And honestly, she looked great. I, it was great seeing her and I didn't think much of it other than, my gosh, it's been a really long time. And so we started talking and she started telling me about how she's been, you know, hiking on this trail a couple days a week and then telling me about her other workouts. And as she was telling me this, I just thought, oh, she looks good. You know, I was just thinking she looks great. Hadn't said anything about her weight. Hadn't noticed that she'd had weight gain. Hadn't noticed really anything other than her cute face that I hadn't seen in a long time. And 
as she starts telling me about her workout regimen, her next thing she says is, I still have a lot to lose. My weight's coming off really slow, which brought me to ask the question, oh, well, are you losing weight then or just trying to get healthy? And, and she said, well, I've lost 50 pounds. She said it like she wasn't really proud of her accomplishment. And then she went on to focus on how she still has a lot to lose and how she wants to be able to have more energy for her kids and all these different things but that it's coming off slow. And it made me just kind of sad because I was sitting here thinking like, why did she not own her success? Instead of just praising herself and giving herself grace that she has lost 50 pounds in the last few months, she's focusing on how much she has to lose, that it's coming off slow and she's doing it for her kids. And although those might be true statements, She's really accomplished a lot. So my thought was, why doesn't she own her success about her weight loss? She's more focused on letting us know about what she has to lose and how slow it's coming off. Instead of being like, yeah, I've been down this weight loss journey and it's awesome. I've lost 50 pounds. It's almost like she didn't want to tell us how much she had lost. And then she went on to tell us, how long she's been overweight and how heavy it's felt and all of these other things. And I just still was hung up on why didn't she own her success? Then literally the next day I'm with my real estate friend and uh, Chris and I have a couple rental properties. And so she was talking to us and we were talking real estate and I made a comment about her to someone else that was with us about how amazing she is and how she's killing it in the market. And she basically had closed $6 million in properties this month alone, which is incredible, right? It's so awesome. And as she tells us this, because I asked, because I wanted my friend to be like, I'm like, she's literally amazing. I'm like, how many are you closing this month? So anyway, she reluctantly tells our friend, well, yeah, I'm, I'm closing $6 million in property this month, but it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, there's a lot of other people that sell more and you know, the market is hot and yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. So she totally downplayed this amazing, successful month that she's had. And then she finishes it by saying, but I'm just really blessed because I have really good clients. And as a business person myself, I'm like, well, you have good clients because you take care of your clients. You have a lot of clients because of word of mouth. You have a lot of success because of the hard work you've put in. So I'm seeing all this, you know, thinking, why in the world is she not owning her success? She's an amazing, successful real estate agent, and she's still reluctant to just own it. Fast forward to yesterday, someone asked me what I did. And I literally tiptoed around the answer. And she was asking because she'd seen some Facebook things and she talked to some people and she's like, well, don't you own like this dance studio? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and aren't you like also a coach? 
and you teach fitness classes and you have a podcast. And she just starts telling me all these things, which actually was a little bit creepy because I'm like, um, how does this person know all this? But then on the flip side, she's like, you do a lot of things. That's so awesome. So here she is trying to give me a compliment and I'm like pushing it away like I don't do much. Truth is, I do do a lot. I choose to do a lot, but I also was not really owning up to everything that I do. I was making it like it wasn't that big of a deal. So just after those four experiences, I was like, you know what? I want to talk about this on the podcast because as I noticed myself doing it, I really question it and took a deep dive. As women, we tend to wear a lot of hats. We do the carpool. A lot of us work, whether it's from home or going to work. We have children. We have husbands or partners. Uh, We have other family members. We have just so much that we juggle. We take dinner to the neighbors. We, We serve within our church. You know, I could go on about everything that women do. Bottom line, we have a lot of talents and abilities. And all of us have different strengths. But we will compare our, our weaknesses with other people's strengths. It's so unfair. Why in the world would we ever compare like a sprinter who's like this world-class sprinter with someone who skis downhill also world-class? Like you're not going to compare the two because you really can't, right? If you were to put the sprinter on that hill, that downhill skiing hill, that sprinter's not going to be nearly as good because that's not his strength. But we do it all the time. And then we also don't speak up when we want something and we try to keep the peace at all costs as long as we keep other people happy, which actually is at the expense of ourselves. In coaching, another thing that I've heard that's really common is, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And this quote, quote, just stay-at-home mom feels guilty that all she does is stay at home every day. And I'm looking at this thinking, okay, you might be physically home every day, but are what, what in the world are you doing behind those walls? I guarantee you were doing all of the things. You're sweeping the floor for the like fifth time in the day. You're feeding your children. You're cleaning up after your children. You are making dinner. You are juggling finances. You are doing all of the things. And if we're being honest, that quote, quote, just stay at home mom is also literally raising the next generation. She is teaching humans how to be good people. And I don't think you can put a dollar amount on what a mother can do to raise a good human that's going to go out and help society. But she's not focused on that, right? She's focused on her quote, quote, just stay at home mom. Yet she's doing an amazing job raising these little kids, loving these little kids or big kids, teenage kids, however old your kids are. (laughs) And she does it every day, day, day in and day out. And she doesn't ever have a time clock she can punch to leave, right? She's just always in this place. But she'll call herself a just stay at home mom. That's something that I never love hearing. Because <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me right now? What you do is so important. But I also work with women that 
are working moms. Whether they are working from home or not, their story is usually the same. There's a lot of mom guilt around it, that they don't take enough time for their children. They're gone all the time. They feel guilty for not being with their kids. They feel guilty that maybe their house isn't kept up. They feel guilty that they are delivering store-bought cookies to the kindergarten class instead of homemade cookies. They are feeling guilty that they don't clean their own home. Or maybe they don't have a cleaner and so their home isn't as clean as they want it to be. And that working mom will compare herself to the stay-at-home mom. And the stay-at-home mom is comparing herself to the put-together-in-that-nice-outfit working mom. It's completely unfair, right? To sit there and compare yourself against someone else and their situation. Nobody's situation is the same, yet we do it all the time. So what I want to offer you is how we can maybe show up differently and ask for what we want and be who we are unapologetically. Another thing I've noticed is that women will attach our worth to our current title instead of who we are. So I'm a mom, I'm a real estate agent, I'm a coach, I'm a wife, all of those things, you know, whatever you are, you'll say that's what you are. When someone says, hey, what's your name? What do you do, right? That's the next question, what do you do? And then you say those things. But when someone asks you, when you're meeting someone and they ask you, what's your name? What do you do? What if you answered it by telling people what you're passionate about? Maybe you can answer by telling them how you're showing up in the world or how you tick. It could also be part of what you do, like for employment or whatever, but Bottom line, if we can detach ourselves from just what that current title is, I'm just a mom or real estate agent or whatever it is, and start looking inward about who you are and what you want out of life and what makes you tick and what excites you, your life is going to be so much more full. But think about it. We, for hundreds of years as women, have been taught to be small. We have been taught to not show up 100%. Maybe we could do all of the like tasks within the home, but to not show up 100%, to not speak up when things are wrong, or talk about how to navigate through a certain situation. And it's really interesting. But if you think about it, for generations, we have not had a lot of rights. I mean, women got voting rights. I think it was in the 50s. Don't quote me on that. But we couldn't even vote until not even that long ago. I mean, that's like 70 years, right? And until the 50s, even past the 50s, a lot of women didn't work outside the home. And what's really interesting is if you look at uh, a lot of homes... Mothers actually had a lot of help back in the day. They had people that would help cook and clean. And now mothers don't have a lot of that help. They do it all and then also feel guilty if they're not spending that much time with their kids. But literally, we can't do everything. I know I've focused a lot on mothers here, but just because 
I see a lot of this come up in my coaching. Men don't do this, by the way. If men are doing awesome at their job, guess what? They're actually telling everyone around them what they're doing awesome. And if a man, this is another thing that just like cracks me up, is if a man finds some kind of secret like on how to make more money, he's going to tell everyone and like they're all going to be excited for him. But if a woman comes across that same secret or whatever, you know, like cracked the code and she's made this big sell or whatever it might be, I'm betting she's not going to tell anyone about it, but maybe like a friend or a partner or someone, but she's going to not really want to talk about her success. Whereas men will talk about their success all day long. It's like they don't even have an issue about it. And yet we create issues. So what I want to offer you is what if you have just scratched the surface of what you are capable of doing or being? Like what if being a mom was just a small part of who you were? And there was so much more to you. What if you actually started asking people for what you want, regardless of what they think or what they might say or do? So even going back to my daughter's friend's cheerleading situation, what if she asked her parents, told her parents what's going on and then asked them? Because technically, the answer is already no if you never ask. But if you do ask, you might get a yes, whether it be in business, whether it be a friendship, whether it be someone to help you within your home. But if you never ask, it's already a no. Sometimes it's hard to ask, but when you ask for help, it also creates an avenue for more bonding because people love to help other people, generally. Not everybody, but generally when someone calls me in a bind and I can help them, I'm happy I get to help them. And I actually feel really great that they've asked me to help them. It's like they care about me and trust me enough to help them in their time of need. And it creates a deeper bond. So think about that. What do you actually really want? And are you going to ask Even if the answer might be no. If you don't ask, it's already no. What if you went after your big hairy dream? What is your big hairy dream? And what if you went after it even if you had no idea how to get it? I was talking to another friend this week. And I know that she's had a really long dream of opening up a floral shop. It's been this dream of hers since I can remember. We've known each other for a long time. And this week I asked her, I was like, well, why don't you do it? And her answer was, well, because this area is already saturated. People aren't going to buy flowers here. And I just thought, man, if this is a dream, maybe she's right. But I believe that anyone, if they want to, can make anything successful. But having a dream that you never go after will be a lifelong regret. So go after it. Even if you have no idea how it's going to even play out, just go after it and see. What if you booked a vacation 
of your dreams, even if you weren't totally sure how to pay for it. I'm not saying to go into debt. I'm just saying sometimes when you move forward with faith, things can fall into place. What if you reached out and talked to that crush, even though it might be scary? That person that you see over there that you want to talk to that gives you butterflies in your stomach and you don't dare go over there, but what if you did it? How different could your life be? As you move forward and just do these scary things, you grow in a way that you otherwise can't. What if you started making steps towards opening up that business or going down that path of an idea that you have for a business? What if it's okay for you to make good money and not even feel like it's a secret? Like be able to say it, that you make good money. It's not bragging, it's just a fact. What if it's okay for you to make that good money? And what if it's okay to be successful and own it? Not downplay it, not act like it's like not that big of a deal. What if you could own your success? And you showed up unapologetic as you are every day. If you had things on your mind, you spoke them. If there were certain things you did not want to do, you actually didn't do them. I'm not saying to be selfish, but I'm saying to show up as you and stop people-pleasing. What if you lived life on your terms instead of other people's terms? And you allowed yourself to get uncomfortable. Everything great is on the other side of fear. So you've got to get uncomfortable. It's going to be hard to have some of these conversations to ask for things when you're not used to asking for things. It's going to be hard to put your foot down when you're not comfortable with something. But as you do, it gets easier. And as you do, you get stronger. As you do, that self-love will grow and you will feel so much more authentic because you're showing up true to you. Nobody can touch the world the same way you can. You're literally the only person that can show up in the world as you. And you have talents and experiences and all these other things that you can offer the world and other people that they can learn from you that nobody else can teach them. God brought you to this earth just as you are and you're lovable and you're capable and you're worthy with everything that you were born with. You're not going to be able to please everybody. Nobody can. You can't please everybody. But there's people out there that you're meant to touch. And I believe that. So if you move forward unapologetically and strong and confident, you will be able to touch people's lives in a way that nobody else can. With that, I am signing off. Bye. Hey, who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to be your coach. 
I've created a virtual coaching program called Thrive Club that I'd like to invite you to join. We address challenges, we work on goals, and ultimately we thrive together. There's group coaching, individual coaching, and hundreds of hours of courses and content that I've created just for you. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then come check out Thrive Club at luckysanders.com forward slash membership.